Welcome to Ask the Ascot. My name is Michael Beck. This is episode 14, Special Topics in Solitude. Every question this week is on the theme of solitude. I'd intended to release this bonus Special Topics episode last Thursday, but the weather, and then life, prevented me from doing so. Ah, life. Fortunately, as a middle-aged white man and middling professional, I know what it is to overpromise and underdeliver. So instead, this episode is dropping at my standard episode time of Monday afternoon alongside my usual weekly episode. So two episodes drop today. I'm unilaterally declaring this a big win-win for all. I'm sure that you're now all very eager to follow me on social media. You may do so on Facebook or Twitter at AskTheAscot or email AskTheAscot at gmail.com. Ask me your questions, and each episode I answer as many as I can in about ten minutes. Bethany asks on Facebook, I never, okay, rarely, leave my home. But my houseplants all have names, and I've filled the yard with bird feeders, and thus with birds. Is that solitude? Bethany, solitude is as you, and only you, define it. What does it mean to be alone, to you? If a yard full of beautiful songbirds brings you joy in your time of solitude, that's wonderful. On the other hand, sometimes just one or two of those tiny dinosaurs and their 4 a.m. burb sounds are enough to make you feel like you're being crushed by the entire cold, malevolent universe. And I know that you really need your rest before your big 10 a.m. presentation in your living room to Wanda the aloe vera and Edgar the orchid. Jeff asks, In Superman 2... After being tricked by soups. <laughs> soups! Ah, uh, Jeff, my friend, I didn't realize that you were on such intimate terms with Superman. <laughs> soups. After being tricked by soups into losing their own powers in the Fortress of Solitude, do you think that Zod and his minions died when they were thrown, fell, knocked into the giant ice chasm? Jeff, this one is easy. They're still alive because we don't see their dead bodies. It's Storytelling 101. No body, no death. And they're not just Zod's minions. They have names, Jeff. And their names are Nan and Ursa. Okay. Gentle listeners, superheroes in general, and Superman in particular, are not my favorite parts of a culture. Soups bores me. He is relentlessly good, powerful, and correct. He stands for truth, justice, and the American way during those select moments that the American way encompasses truth and justice. All of this is just a total yawn fest. Sure, Superman has his weaknesses, such as they are, kryptonite, the love of a human woman, and devotion to high-quality print journalism as a bulwark of democracy. But beyond that, Superman can do anything. 
he can know anything, go anywhere, and defeat anyone. Soups is essentially God. Such traits do not necessarily make a compelling literary character. The one place where Superman is entirely relatable to me is his need to build himself a palace in the remotest Arctic so that he can get away from it all and sometimes watch videos of Marlon Brando. Everyone, even godlike soups, needs their me-time in their Fortress of Solitude. Twitter user at ElThoughtDump asks, Is it weird if I talk to myself out loud all day? At ElThoughtDump, as long as you're not making actionable threats to yourself, I say, proceed with confidence. Twitter user at Burnhamd, that's at B-U-R-N-U-M-D, asks, What is the best form of the card game Solitaire? At Burnhamd, I'll tell you right now, this one's a treat, because I know exactly the right book to send you. Robert Putnam's social science classic, Bowling Alone, America's Declining Social Capital, published in 2000. Putnam argues that civic engagement in the U.S. declined over the last decades of the 20th century. He shows that fewer Americans were doing things like joining bowling leagues or playing the incomprehensible card game Bridge together. Seriously, talk to a baby boomer or older person about Bridge sometime. They all love it, and it's presumably because they all remember the vodka they drank playing Bridge in 1977. But your question is not about Bridge. It is about Solitaire. The best form of solitaire is the classic single-draw Klondike solitaire. What I'm talking about here is the default game if you play solitaire on a computer using Windows. But the best form of the game is played with actual playing cards. Few tactile experiences are more satisfying than shuffling, dealing, flipping, holding, and placing cards. I recommend using classic bicycle playing cards, which have just a little bit of texture. Don't ruin your whole day by playing with cheap, smooth playing cards that are too stiff to suitably shuffle. Ideally, you'd be playing solitaire on a TV tray while watching your favorite program. This is what my family's friend Ruthie did when I was a little boy. Ruthie was an older lady who played solitaire watched QVC, and ordered jewelry from Joan Rivers. Ruthie was the richest person I knew, because her TV tray was painted gold, and because she had a TV in every room of her house, including next to her bathtub. Imagine that. Ruthie, in fact, had an entire house with everything you could possibly need, and it was all to herself. Ruthie's husband was dead, and their son lived in distant, exotic Indianapolis. When I first heard about the concept of giving people compliments, Daddy, the spaghetti is good, and so forth, I hugged Ruthie, and I told her, Ruthie, you are beautiful. Ruthie loved this, of course, and she would tell me that little story every time that I saw her as a kid, then as a high school student, then in college. 
I usually think of solitude as a gift. Finally, some time to myself, because I've earned it. But Ruthie and her TV tray, however golden, perhaps spent more time as lonely than simply as alone. Rather than cozy and complete, maybe her world just seemed small. I sometimes wish I'd been a better friend to Ruthie, although I understand that it is not the responsibility of a small boy to befriend a lonely, bejeweled old lady. I also wonder why, in the depressing emptiness of her house, Ruthie would select a single-person card game like Classic Solitaire that the player loses almost all of the time. Well, I suppose that is one of the eternal mysteries that we can all contemplate in our solitude while playing Solitaire. And gentle listener, may all your television trays be golden. I received numerous questions about music and solitude for this episode. Holly, Joshua, Tawny, William, and Anonymous all asked me about it. Things like, what is the best music about solitude, and what is the best way to experience music when alone? Now, the best song about solitude is the song that you like best when you were alone. And the best way to listen to that music is however you want. This is the nature of solitude. That's the whole point. Perhaps for you, this is Whitesnake. Perhaps this is Jewel. Perhaps this is Lizzo. Growing up, I was the eldest of four children. So only on the rarest of occasions was I ever home alone. One of the best things about getting the house to myself when I was a kid was that I could listen to music of my choice on the good stereo in the living room, and I could listen to it as loudly as I wanted. I like a constellation of music centered around jazz, show tunes, and classical music. I understand and accept that my music alienates people. This constellation of music certainly alienated my parents, who were listening mostly to, uh, let's just call it, sleepy, hippie music, like John Prine, Cat Stevens, and Simon and Garfunkel. I, on the other hand, was blasting Phantom of the Opera as loudly as possible as soon as these people and their other children left my house. Perhaps nothing is more satisfying in pure, untrammeled solitude than that freedom to listen to the music we need the most without the judgment of our loved ones. Even today, whenever my wife Crystal goes out of town for a conference, the houseplants and I listen to patriotic marches at an extremely American volume. I'm afraid that's all the time we have for this episode. Thanks to everyone who asked me solitude-related questions. I wish I could have gotten to all of them today, because they all made me smile. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe, rate, and review this program wherever fine podcasts are downloaded, and share it with a friend. My music was composed and recorded by my brother David. He's on Instagram at davidbeckNYC. I suppose I should also give props to John Philip Sousa. Send me your questions on any topic for future episodes. I'm on Facebook and Twitter at AskTheAskot. My email is AskTheAskot at gmail.com. Thanks for asking. 
Farewell.